It's the Feckin' Check-In Show. Welcome to the Feckin' Check-In Show. It's the Feckin' Check-In Show. Welcome to the Feckin' Check-In Show. It's the Feckin' Check-In Show. Feckin' Check-In, Feckin' Check-In Show. It's the Feckin' Check-In Show. Welcome to the Feckin' Check-In Show. Show. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Feckin' Check-In. My name is Trainer, and with me as always is my co-host Toomey. It's the 27th of May and we are checking in for the month of May 2021. How are you doing this evening Toomey? Uh, very good, yes. i just back from work actually. I'm, I'm in the office every day now and the traffic is going back to the pre-Covid levels of heaviness. So a bit perturbed by that but otherwise good. How about you? I'm not bad, yeah. I, I, I'm not in the office at all. Still haven't been since last March. Uh, March of 2020, sorry. Let me just clarify that. And um, yeah, I don't drive. So, <laughs> But uh, you know, I noticed you were talking with the lads about uh, how much money you're spending on petrol and you're considering um, giving up the car. Is that That's not a private matter, is it? Is that for public consumption? You know what I'll do? I will save that little anecdote for the kernel of truth, which will be about short-term, long-term thinking or something. Short-term and long-term thinking. Uh, short-term thinking bullies long-term thinking. Yes. Spoiler there. So the listener the listener is, is really excited for that kernel coming up later. So, this is the Feckin' Check-In. It's the podcast about funny observations, entertainment, culture, and kernels of truth. Together, that means Feck and Trainer. Will you lead us out? Which your funny observation for the month of May. So for the month of May, I do not have a funny observation. Um, but I know that you do, uh, Mr. Toomey. So <laughs> I was about to call you something else there. Uh, but I remember that we don't say that anymore. Um, so uh, you haven't told me what this is in advance. So, so surprise me and let's see how funny you are, really. Well, m- myself and my wife, Liz, uh, we drove down to Blessington, which is uh, a nice town about 45 minutes drive outside Dublin. And myself and Liz went there and we got a bag of chips in the chipper there. And we decided to go over and see the lakes. So we went over, drove towards the lakes and we came across this car park on the edge of the lakes, except it wasn't really a car park. It was kind of like a gravelly fieldy thing that you see down the country sometimes. And it was uh, it was kind of a, it wasn't too warm a day. It was kind of a mixed day, typical Irish day where it's not hot or it's not cold, and but it was bright enough. So we went in there, and it was just a weird enough place. And we realised uh, we were looking out at the lake, and we were like, "Oh, do people go and walk down the lake? Because it would be nice to have a walk after we finish our chips in the car. We could kind of go for a walk." But we first of all we looked around when we parked, and we realised that nobody was going for a walk at all. So people were just okay. driving to this car park field gravel pit and driving over to the, at the lake and just sitting in their cars. So it's just people randomly spaced around this kind of square area. So we thought, okay, that's what people do. When we went in, we spent a bit of time picking out a good spot for the lake because people had driven into good spots where you could view the lake from your car. <laughs> as, excite- as exciting as that sounds. So we, a guy actually pulled out and we were like, yes, let's get his spot. So we got a nice spot over at the corner and we were facing away from the other cars and we had a different angle of the lake and we had our chips and it was amazing. We had a bit of space and we were midway through our chips, uh, full disclosure, a chicken burger, um, southern fried chicken burger we had, and chips. And it was, it was going, right, everything okay. was going great. Uh, Sounds good. And then 
what happened was this car thundered in beside us and it was a Roscommon Reg and it was a, f- oh. a family and we later <laughs> referred to them as a crisp family so imagine this nice scene you're having your, your chips and you're looking out at the lake and then this car just comes in like an RKL out of nowhere lands right beside you <laughs> and then we looked over at them and said jeez that's, that's ignorant and they're <laughs> you know when you start judging people they're f- yeah, and we looked over yeah. and we looked over and each individual family member was eating a bag of crisps <laughs> so it was almost as if they had timed the crisp eating so they were going to park eat the crisps and then go for the walk but they all had these huge bags of crisps what crisps were they eating um oh, do you know those o'donnell ones yeah oh posh, posh crisps. crisps so they each had them and they were all ton- the driver had his crisps he just after parking he thundering into the crisps there was young girls on oh, the back yeah. eating crisps the wife was eating crisps <laughs> <laughs> And we thought, Jesus, that's the worst thing. Talk about ruining a moment. And they, they were, So we just call them the Crisp family. And it's the first ever Crisp family. And they got out of the car and they were still eating crisps. And So they're eating a share size bag of crisps each. each. Is this what I'm, I'm supposed to yeah. take from this? Wow. And they've travelled up from Roscommon. Roscommon. <laughs> to, to eat the crisps. To eat the crisps. Blessington. At Blessington. Um, well, I hope they're happy. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not much of a story, but... We were shocked to look over and we started passing comment on them, of course, and they were getting out of the car. <laughs> so what was the crack with people not actually going for a walk? I thought there was going to be some uh, seedy kind of thing going on here, like everybody was going there for dogging or something. That's uh, yeah, that did come across our minds. That it was a bit of a strange situation. But I have seen things like this, like Fween Tua down the country. Fween Tua, uh, Jesus, I haven't heard that in years. Yeah. Just try to throw that Irish, in there. For, Irish there for the listener. Yeah, this does happen in Ireland quite a lot. People uh, like take a parking stop at a lake. They just drive in and, and look out onto the lake. But I've never seen the amount of people. Like there must have been at least 11 or 12 cars spaced Do you think out. it's like it was a follow the leader type of situation where just like you did by the sounds of it, where you saw all the other cars, nobody was getting out. So you stayed in the car as well. Or did you stay in the car? <laughs> well, we got out for a little okay. walk. Yeah, you could walk all down right. by the lake. But do you think everyone else was influenced by the people who were there before them and they were like, well, maybe we shouldn't get out? Well, I I would say it's an intimidating place when everyone else is in their cars. You're almost like the weirdo who got out of the car <laughs> to then walk beside the lake. And and a final point on it is uh, we went for our little walk around the, the lake and we came back and the Crisp van, we only went for like five minutes and the, the Crisp family, they were gone. So they'd parked in really quickly, really, really urgently, scoffed down their crisps and they'd want, went for their walk. But the walk only lasted about two minutes and then they were gone. So they packed uh, up their notions, crisps and left. Yeah. Yeah. So there the you gall, go. The gall of them. The gall of them. <laughs> and uh, of course, we were looking down our nose on them when we were uh, stuffing ourselves with chips and sort of fried chicken burgers. Um, so we were no better than them, really. Right, you are. Uh, OK, there you go. Uh, people from Roscommon eating crisps and uh, in and out yes a like a hot snot observation anyway <laughs> don't know if it's funny but an observation wow okay uh, alright brilliant <laughs> stuff um, that was the F <laughs> that was the F for me will we recover from that take it or leave it take it or leave it
that's what you get here on the feckin' check-in. Okay, so the E, the E is for entertainment. Um, and I mentioned to you recently that I was enjoying a lot of different comedians on Twitter that I had discovered in the last few months. Uh, and I noticed it's kind of a new form of comedian, the Twitter comedian, as opposed to the Facebook comedian or as opposed to, I don't know if people do it on Instagram or not, but as opposed to the YouTube comedian. But I'd noticed in my feed, people were liking a lot of videos from comedians. A couple of them were Irish. And I found myself going into these people's feeds and looking at all their videos and really enjoying them and and realizing that there was a new category of comedian out there. And some notable ones were Irish female comedian Justine, I don't know why I said female, Irish comedian Justine Stafford, uh, who has a couple of really good videos. One based on the TV show Line of Duty and another one on Gordon Ramsay. uh, English guy Alistair Green, who's more of a visual comedian, and uh, there's another Irish lad called Sean Burke as well. So these are three that I've really been enjoying recently. Um, I sent you on some of the videos as well. Yeah, and I was I was also aware of this new category of comedian. I, I think that a lot of them have come from TikTok as well. It's like that with TikTok, you have a limited amount of time to record your video. So I think a lot of these videos are very snappy. Yeah, but these these particular comedians are a bit longer form than what tiktok allows you so justine stafford has a has a few snappier videos definitely but she has some lengthier ones too what i like about it is that you can just scroll through somebody's twitter feed and maybe watch four or five videos and you don't have the same algorithm in place with twitter where it's recommending that you watch this other video that you might like based on your interests and then you as people say they went down the rabbit hole it's very very easy to get caught in a rabbit hole on youtube because it just keeps suggesting you irresistible videos one after the other and uh, especially if you're looking to kill some time or you should be doing something else like working i think it's also a new style of comedian as well like i've noticed with those comedians you mentioned and other ones i think killian sheridan is one and the guy we we mentioned before who who kind of takes off a north side dubliner darren conway darren conway yeah yeah uh it's all this they all share or most of them share a kind of underlying kind of craziness or absurdity in the in the comedy so it's a new form of like i'm going mad here (laughs) yeah that's it yeah you mentioned this you said it's like an absurd or manic style uh probably brought on by the fact that there aren't any live events uh, or frustration with lockdown and being kept cooped up indoors or whatever and it, it, it it has it's 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 manifested itself in this new style of comedy a new type of comedian and it's like they're getting all their frustrations out and all of their um their stir craziness from being like locked indoors for like over over 12 months and it's a really really unique form of comedy and they do share that certain absurdity or that certain manic style of humor they're doing normal situations sometimes but they're doing it in a really crazy underlying way but then passing that off as normal that's the the kind of the hook that's it yeah there's so, so there's an excellent one on justine stafford's feed and it's pinned to her her, her t- it's her pinned tweet so you can go and have a look at it there because it's a visual gag rather than uh, an audible one that you could play a clip of but it's called gordon ramsay but he's not cooking you should go and watch that just to get the style that we're talking about then uh sean burke has a really good one as well which i think we should play because you can capture the humor from the audio it's called reply guy induction day and it's talking about people on twitter who reply to everything whether anyone okay else what you've got to remember is that we're offering a service here and to always stand by our two usps lightning fast reply times and general expertise because say it with me we're experts on everything and that's a promise uh what if we actually don't know anything about the topic in question (laughs) well in that unlikely case confidence is key they've got a phd but i've got a hunch so i'll act like i'm right whether i know it or not 
Does that always work? Yep. Oh, he's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's try some role-playing exercises. <laughs> I'm a silly woman tweeting all sorts of nonsense. Here's a ridiculous statement. How do you respond? Uh, well, it depends. Is it a joke? A joke? On Twitter? This is a place for factual statements. Okay, but what if we just didn't get it? <laughs> We're experts on humour too. I think it's pretty unlikely that we wouldn't get something. Next they'll be saying comedy is subjective. You're dead, right? They probably will. Good yeah. point. Fair play. Class Fair side. No, that Fair was somebody a joke. Never mind. Another important point. Consistency is key. These women are relying on us to offer feedback on literally every tweet. That way we can demonstrate our value. What's the end goal here? Well, if we reply enough times, we'll become like an old piece of the furniture. And you know what people do with that? Throw it out? Nah, I was gonna say sit on it. Has that literally ever worked? One of these days. Any other questions? Uh, yeah. What's that noise? Oh, that? That's our over 50s class. Dua Lipa. Who? Cardi B. Who? Zendaya. Who? So that was Sean Burke there with the Reply Guy Induction Day video. Um, but yeah, I just like I just wanted to reference these comedians and how um, impressive their work has been. The slick editing, the constant releasing of new material and just the inspiration that they seem to have. And like it seems to be endless for several of them out there. It's the beauty of humour as well. It keeps evolving all the time with technology and with, I suppose, societal norms and things like memes and that type of stuff all influence it all the time. Okay, so let's move on. We've done the F and the E, and next in the FEC acronym comes C, and C is something that I picked up on. It's related, really, to the last point uh, of the rise of the Twitter comedian, and it's in relation to online tipping or monetization of social media, and it's something that we discussed before on the FEC and Check-In. We were talking about the Blind Boy podcast, and you were mentioning how he uses a Patreon subscription model where he uh, seeks donations from people if they're comfortable with the idea of paying but he doesn't actually offer any extra content for those listeners but it's basically his living and he categorizes it that way on the show he's like if you can afford to pay that's great if you can't that's fine i completely understand etc and at the time i was like i don't know if i'm too comfortable with that idea um simply just asking for money for doing something but i think i've changed my mind over the last few months and I can't exactly explain why other than to say that I know how much work now goes into these endeavors like a podcast and growing something from the ground up um, and you know being employed in a job but also putting a lot of your free time into this other activity which provides entertainment to people and which they get a lot of enjoyment out of. Um, I don't feel as bad about the idea of asking for money or donating money to these people and in fact I have donated money to some of those people we mentioned in the Twitter comedians in the last segment there and various other people such as musicians and various other things uh, podcasters and things like that lately as well and I, I feel it's I, I'm just more comfortable with it I, I think it's a combination of things of 
of doing my own podcast on my own uh, and then lockdown and all the entertainment I've been consuming during lockdown and feeling that because of the lack of other ways for these people to monetize their creativity, they deserve a few quid every here and every so often, every now and then. Yeah, it's that uh, age old thing about art. It can if you work in art, in the arts, should you be paid? And some people argue, well, it's a hobby. You shouldn't be paid for a hobby. But arts, most arts that is produced that's high quality involves a lot of work and a lot of planning and a lot of your time and a lot of your energy and a lot of your passion. So it is just because a job is enjoyable doesn't mean that you shouldn't be paid for it, I think. Yeah, exactly. And it's it brings up that whole joke of, you know, people like who are musicians being asked by somebody to contribute a song to a film or some creative work and then them being told that there's no budget for music, but it'll give you a lot of exposure, <laughs> that, that old thing. Um, now, these people aren't demanding that you pay them money, but at the same time, they're giving you the option to. And I, I've, I've changed my mind over the last few months in that I'm more comfortable now giving people money for the enjoyment that they give me from their videos or their podcasts or their music or whatever. Um, How comfortable are you with people asking for that money? I'm actually far more comfortable now than I used to be with it. Yeah. Initially, I thought it was kind of cap in hand type of stuff, you know. Um, uh, and I was more old school in that, like, Patreon has obviously been around for years. And I was more old school with the idea of Patreon being a subscription service where you got additional content. But the reality of it is the amount of work that goes into the basic level content, the ordinary content that gets people hooked to begin with, is huge in many cases for a lot of podcasts and similar type of creative work that that's just as deserving of your money as the patreon content is as well yeah and yeah. often in many cases the the stuff that's been offered for free is the best stuff really and the extra bonus bonus added stuff is for diehards or hardcore fans only but the, the main podcast or the main content or the main videos are often the best part um and the extra stuff the main stuff is probably more, more worth your money than the added stuff for being a patron. Yeah, and I guess it's a very old idea of being a patron of somebody that you like. You're kind of sponsoring them. Like, Di Medici. That's all. <laughs> right, That's so my the, surface the, level the, knowledge. The idea of, like, all, like, poets, like, centuries ago, actually having patrons who who paid them, essentially, to go and be creative and to write poetry or to, to yeah. write yeah, people. yeah, that's as old as the, the hills, that, that, that business yeah. model. <laughs> yeah, and it went away. I think where where my limit is, is I'm happy enough to sponsor someone without the extra content. Not that I have done, but I, in theory, I'm supportive of it. Um, but I, just to p- point out about the Blind Boy podcast, I'm a big fan of his, but I've kind of listened to him a bit less recently. And um, one of the reasons was I've, got a bit sick of the constant push for patreon subscriptions like with every right. single show and then so during- have we done a, we've we've done a switch here <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm more open to it and now you're getting sick of it whereas you were trying to convince me of the opposite a few months ago yeah i i think it it's just there's a limit to it is where it can go a bit too far and i think for me with blind boy who i'm still a big fan of was when i think it was during covid and he had lost a lot of his revenue and there was a couple of episodes in a row. He was saying, like, I really need your help. I really need you to to do this. <laughs> I know I like out of kindness should have helped out. Have you? Can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. Have you ever donated any money to Blind Boy? No. 
Okay, why not? Because I don't have any good reason why not, but I, it's just easier for me not to do that. That's the only reason, out of selfishness. <laughs> and okay, <laughs> but I'm I was just I, wondering because you were you were uh, you were kind of pushing the concept of it to me a while back. Um, I, I was pushing the it. the concept as being fair to ask or or for somebody to be sponsored via Patreon for no extra content. I think that's what we differed before. Whereas I, I was kind of saying that somebody, it's justifiable to be paid for that. Ah, okay. For that reason. But I think what now is it like where my limit is, is that if it's, uh, if it's pressed on you a bit too much, it feels like the cap and hand thing. And then for me, I don't know, it goes a bit too far. But I know that's a double standard, but. I, what, I, what I prefer, I think the, the optimum model is not a subscription based model, but a one-time donation model. That's the one I'm most comfortable with, where you don't have to pay X amount per month, but if you feel like ad hoc donations, whenever you feel like it, there is a mechanism in place where you can donate. And what I I wanted to move on to is that Twitter is now implementing that with the tip jar uh, function that they're adding. It's only been added to limited accounts so far, but it will be available to all people, I think, at some point, certainly all people who have some kind of creative endeavor. And... um, yeah, it's basically you add this tip jar feature to your own Twitter page and you can uh, anything, any form of online tipping or monetization can sit behind that. It isn't a specific like you don't have to specifically choose um, Ko-Fi or you don't have to specifically choose some other platform. You can choose whichever platform you're most comfortable with. And Twitter doesn't take any any percentage of it. So. Yeah, and I could see myself much more likely to do that. Like with, if Blind Boy, for example, had that capacity i think i would have tipped him it's just as you said it's it's like the monthly commitment to a five or a month or a ten or a month so is, is his it's a monthly just, subscription service what, what the patreon uh, if you want to donate to to blind boy via the patreon you have to well you generally sign up to the patreon page and you, i think you pay about seven or eight euro a month something like that whereas whereas if it was tipping t- sorry tip on uh, tipping on twitter i might ha- listen to a really good blind boy episode and then i might go on twitter and say right i'll give him a tenor or something i'd be much more likely to do that because it makes it much more less of a commitment and it's much it seems much more accessible that way as well yes yeah definitely and i agree with that yeah and one other point i wanted to add about this is that twitter i know we're trying to integrate bitcoin and cryptocurrency into this uh this tipping thing that they're doing um, because if you think about it, you'll, you'll have artists all over the world and it just makes much more sense to have the one currency that you tip them in rather than all the, the extra costs that are involved of, of transfers and all that. There you go. Had to get Bitcoin in there. Right, so that was culture, and that was the C, and we move on now to the final segment of the show for May 2021, and this is the Kernel of Truth. So, Toomey, why don't you lead us out on your Kernel of Truth for May 2021? My Kernel of Truth is related to the anecdote that I said at the top of the show when we kept the listener on tenter hooks for the whole show. Here it is. 
I have bought an e-scooter and I'm going to build up to the kernel of truth at the end. Um, but I realized that I was paying 40 euros a week on on uh, petrol because I, I commute to work in my car each day and it's about an 80 minute round trip and I have a pretty old car. And for 40 euros a week, if you're thinking in the short term and you, you think of the comfort of, of driving in, you think to yourself, ah, oh, 40 euros a week, it's worth it. I'll just pay that and I'll go in and be fine. Sure, sure it's only eight pints. It's only eight pints. But 40 euros, if you do that for, let's say, 50 weeks of the year, that's two grand a year. And then if you do it for 10 years, it's 20 grand. And 20 grand, if you were to make any investment in anything and you got a return of 20 grand or somehow got an increase in salary or something and got 20 grand, you'd be over the moon. So my kernel of truth is related to getting lost in the short term and forgetting about the long term. And the kernel of truth was, I can't remember exactly what it was. Have you got it written down, trainer? I do have it written down. It's short term thinking bullies long term thinking. Yes. And this was stolen from David McWilliams, who is a really good way with words. Like all the best kernels are. Yes. The recent kernels have been stolen from him. Uh, So, yeah, it's that short term thinking. It's like. Just especially with money, even think of it, thinking of it in terms of 10 years is it's you have to kind of flip your mindset to look at it like that. Yeah, but it is so hard to do sometimes like so you've make, made the choice now to sacrifice your car. You're not going to up. You're not going to re up on your insurance, you were saying, and you're going to go full on into the scooter. So that's that's a huge sacrifice to make in the short term and in the medium term. It's one of those things. It's like. It, it applies to short-term thinking in general. Like if you wanted to be really fit or athletic or, or build up your muscles or whatever, it usually takes years of like that lifestyle. Or if you wanted to have any goal, it usually yeah, is, is yeah, small yeah. steps over a few years. What, what we're in, what I think most people have in their head is like, I want to do this and I want results now. And then you try something and then you give up after three months. Yeah, so. but there's so much of that out there though. And there's so many enticing things out there which promise results in the short term specifically designed for people who have no patience and no long-term thinking abilities for example the body coach or something like that it's like basically promising to turn around your life in 90 days and if that doesn't happen it's your fault it's not fucking his fault it's not the 141 pounds sterling you're paying him it's not his fault it's your fault and it probably is your fault but it's like it promises the world and I'd be sh- and it, and obviously he puts up all the photos on the internet of all the people who do it really well and they have excellent results. Uh, so it promises the world it gives you examples of why it works and if you don't fucking achieve it then you're shit. <laughs> if you don't achieve it in ten weeks, <laughs> yeah, then you're shit or twelve weeks or whatever yeah. it is. Um, yeah, and there's so much other stuff out there like that as well, uh, which which caters to the short term thinking model and it's like it's, it's instant gratification. I mean, like we're the most instantly gratified generation that's ever lived um everything we want is at the touch of a button i often think back to my uh, gaelic football career which uh i ended at about age 22 or 23 because i wasn't i wasn't succeeding but it was really really simple all i would have had to do to succeed is practice two or three hours a day i mean i mean it sounds simple (laughs) All I would have to do, but <laughs> two or three hours a day. <laughs> two or three hours a day. Yes, that is quite. A, that's quite a commitment to me. Yeah, but that's. But now, now that I'm older, I know that that's what I would have had to do. But 
looking back on it, I just couldn't do that because it, all of these things, these longer term things require the self-discipline. Yeah, I was about to throw in the towel. I took a break of a month off doing feckin' metal and I was about to throw in the towel after I announced that Black Sabbath arc because the job was too hard. And I I had painted myself into this corner of promising this thing that I didn't think I'd be able to deliver. And I had to just take a break from it while I decided what I was going to do. And I was like, will I quit? Will I give up? Like I always do <laughs> with everything I've tried to ever do in my life. Or will I actually just take a stab at it? And I eventually fucking got back around to the to the mindset of like no just take a stab at it and improve a bit each time and uh yeah it was really really hard work and i spent fucking hours editing those episodes but afterwards i felt so much better than if i had to quit for example like i did with my screenwriting which long-term listeners will know about um i did a beginner screenwriting course uh early 2020 i did the advanced course Shortly afterwards, I had uh, two-thirds of a screenplay written. I had some interest from a fairly well-known producer. This is not a lie. This is real. <laughs> a fairly well-known Hollywood producer in a script. I had to p- prepare 10 of my best pages. Um, I did. We, it went back and forth with my screenwriting instructor. Didn't hear anything back from that producer. Lost interest uh, and haven't looked at it since. And it's a bloody waste because some of it was definitely good like your man wouldn't have sent this stuff on to this producer had it not been good because he basically said like his reputation is on the line and all this stuff but i quit that and uh, like i've quit nearly everything creative i've ever done and it's because at a certain point it gets too difficult and then you're just like oh and but if i put two hours every day or an hour or, or 10 hours a week it doesn't have to be every day into writing that screenplay it would be fucking fantastic but i just didn't have the energy and i didn't put in the effort and it's a shame but that's that's what it takes and it's the long-term thing it's not you're not going to have it written in six weeks you, you might take 12 months to write it uh, and that's what it actually takes it takes effort energy and dedication yeah and if you look at the the podcast like you and me um, and i'm just particularly thinking of you with um feckin metal all of the like the complex editing you're doing at the moment and the sound quality and everything like that's not a result of a few weeks that's the result of us doing podcasting for about two years and like you'd imagine what if you continued to put the amount of time into podcasting that we do now if we both did that how good would we be in 10 years yeah probably a slightly better yeah probably <laughs> slightly better yeah we probably at least increase no. our listenership by 10 percent yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it is anything worth doing is worth doing properly and if you're going to do it properly it takes a lot of fucking effort and time and energy and you have to sacrifice that time in the short term to hope you get a decent result in the long term basically and there's no fucking shortcut to it it's anything it's very very simple but it's so easier said than done it's actually impossible for most people to do that in, in fact it is impossible for most people to do that well you, do you know what you have to you have to just say goodbye to your spare time and say right my spare time is this now this it's not spare because i've allocated it to this yeah and yeah. you have to be you have to be okay with that you have to make peace with that i've watched considerably less television in the last eight months than at any other point in my life yeah uh, and there's all these shows that I kind of think, oh, I might like to watch that. But it's like, well, do I want to do that or do I want to spend three or four hours doing this? Yeah, exactly. And I, uh, one one person said that on TikTok, in motivational speech I was watching, I can't remember who it was, but they were saying that you don't have a chance unless you're absolutely passionate about it, whatever you're doing. Like you just don't have a chance to to get to become an expert in it. That's true. Yeah. If there's if the passion isn't there, you won't put in the effort. Or if it's half-assed passion, you're, you're not going to... 
Yeah, I don't, it's half-assed passion is kind of a contradiction in terms, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, short-term passion. You can't, as Jim Ross would say, you can't be half-pregnant. Yeah, that's true. Good old JR. Right, you are. Um, okay, so that's it, really, for the fucking check-in for May. Uh, a lot of, lot of, yeah, I think we did pick up steam and um, kind of got back into the groove of it there after a while. Took us about maybe uh, t- 25 minutes. Yes, but maybe 65% of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and as is custom with the feckin' check-in, uh, it's time for the song of the week that we'll play out on. But of and course, it's the song of the month now since oh, January 2021. The song of the week for the month of May. Uh, <laughs> yes, and that is from the Pogues. It's Ooh. my choice, and it's from the Pogues, and it's called A Rainy Night in Soho. And what inspired this choice? I you? heard it in a garage, and I thought, that's a nice song. <laughs> a garage like a petrol station yeah petrol station and I thought to myself that's a very rare Shane McGowan type of slow ballady type of almost romantic type of song it is a beautiful song and it has such a lovely melody to it um, and there's no better reason than it's just a nice song to play a song of the month okay so we're going to leave it with that uh, I have been trainer you have been Toomey yes and this is one of the awkward and this has been the beckon chicken Back off I've been loving you a long time down all the years down all the days and I've cried for all your troubles Smile at your funny little ways We watched our friends grow up together And we saw them as they fell Some of them fell into heaven Some of them well, into hell I took shelter from a shower And I stepped into your arms On a rainy night in Soho The wind was whistling all its charm All my sorrows You told me All your joys Whatever happened To that old song To all those little Girls and Lady by my bed 
Oh, oh, oh. 